Since time immemorial, people have attributed various maladies and afflictions to dark, unseen entities which seemingly only wish to do harm and cause pain. The responsibility of exorcising these demons and spirits now often falls to the priesthood, which must use ritual and the invocation of holy power to cast out the malevolent spirits. Demonic possession is not only a Christian problem. Many other cultures and societies believe in the ability for malicious spirits to take root in or around a person and cause them pain or change their behavior in unexpected ways. Alongside the rise of spiritualism in the 19th century, which saw the widespread recognition of spirit mediums and a fascination with an unseen world beyond our own, there have also been those who have sought to attribute many of the symptoms of demonic possession to psychological disorders. What is the difference between a minor and major exorcism? Are the dark whispers that a person hears in their head simply a manifestation of dissociative identity disorder? When does a person know when it's time to turn from medications and therapy, and perhaps towards a higher power? Join Team ATT as we explore the history and study of demonic possessions. G'day guys, you're listening to <laughs> Devil, sorry, Demons and Shit, <laughs> Case Files 65. Oh shit, Byron's back. I'm back, here I am. Exercise the demons. <laughs> the power this of Christ compels you. Is clean. Repent and thou shalt be saved. Uh, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. <laughs> and I'm Byron. What fucking, what a fucking chore every time. Every time. Someone's <laughs> Alien Con! Only 30 days away. The countdown has begun. It's gonna be 30 dope. days. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, official ATT guest lineup. Uh, we're, we're coming as fans, but uh, officially it's going to be myself, old Daniel. Mm-hmm. Andrew and Zell making the trek for Alien Con. It's going to be quite a time. Sorry, Byron. (laughs) Nope. Sorry, can't make it. Byron's got uh, some other prior commitments that have pulled him. Alien Con next year for Byron, though. 100%. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's Uh, in. He's committing (laughs) one year in advance. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's committing before we. Next year, Alien Con 2019. Byron for sure. Everyone else is. Uh, he had to cancel some. He, he had to cancel some other stuff, but he, he'll, he'll be there. <laughs> um, super excited about that. If you were thinking, you're ho humming about going, uh, you should go. We're going to be there Friday night in Pasadena. Uh, we'll ho- probably set up a, a meeting. What'd you say? If you're ho humming, ho humming. You never heard that? Is that? I don't know. Yeah, you know if you're home and, yeah, if you're home, you're like, you're like, ha, ho, 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 
cheap. She's a cheap one. She, a cheap one. A cheap one. He doesn't specify oh, okay. gender. He's not picking. A ho humming. We're all inclusive here at ATT. Um, but you should, you should come. We're going to go out for beers. We're probably real fucking hungover, still drunk for Saturday. We're going to take on the sights and sounds of AlienCon. Go out again Saturday. Um, Sunday, we probably will be really Death. fucked up trying to make our flights. Mm. Yeah. But on, on top of all that, I'm gonna also going to be podcasting and recording pretty much the whole thing. So we're going to get a lot of good content oh, out of it, too. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyone else that got any early news or stuff we want to talk about before we get into it? Um, I guess, wait, I got, I got news. I got news. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I like it. That's the kind of news. I can it's digest. summertime, baby. <laughs> it's Breaking warm. news bulletin. <laughs> the snow, the snow is almost melted off the mountains. Open bar, dude. And uh, we're podcasting. That's it. For, that's all I got. What do you want? Uh, you want to do X two? No, let's do some space news. Space news. What you got? Um. So Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's final theory uh, tackles the multiverse. So. Uh, the peer-reviewed Journal of a High Energy Physics, JIHIP for short, uh, published Hawking's final theory on the universe origin titled A Smooth Exit from Eternal Inflation. Um, so basically, it's his, really, it's his really simplified explanation of uh, the multiverse theory. Um, came out after his death. I haven't read it yet. I just was reading about it today, and I was like, you know, I'm going to... Hopefully, it's really simple so I can understand. (laughs) I'm sure there's a simplified version you could read. Yeah. He said some stuff. Is it like those books for dummies? You can just open up and multiverse for dummies? It's a pop-up book. I read Neil deGrasse Tyson's like astrophysics for idiots or whatever, and I still didn't understand it, so I was like, damn it. (laughs) He did more pictures. He got he got stuck on the the first the first sentence <laughs> the yeah. what is what is this the the <laughs> oh that's the well I thought it was like the. a Michael Jackson I thought it was a Michael Jackson tee hee tee hee <laughs> that's how I was reading every time tee hee I was like it's so it's like he does this so much I don't get it now it's, like, it it's so sense. hard to read like this. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that from now on. <laughs> oh, what about uh? Space news. We're going to the sun. What? We're going to the, we're going to the sun. Eight, that's right. ATT is going to the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're s- going to the sun. Sorry, guys, can't make it. Byron can't make it, but we're going to the sun. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea. No, no. Who's going to the sun? Alien theorists theorizing are going to the sun. Yes, we are. We put our names in the uh, Parker Solar Probe for free. You can. I think you can still sign up for it. All right. Um, you go to through NASA's website. And uh, they go ahead and let you sign up your name. It's they're gonna put on an SD card, which they'll be sending into the sun. So that's kind of neat. So you get your yep. di- your digital name burned up by the sun. Burned yeah. up by the power of a th- you know one million nuclear furnaces. Pretty by cool. By the yellow sun. They burned yeah. up by the sun already. Yeah, I got a little burnt today actually. 
Going out in a blaze of glory. That's cool. Does it get any hotter than that? (laughs) Just get back to the bloody moon already. Yeah, let's get back to the moon. How about let's go to the moon? All right. No, we're so we're so much better than the moon. We get to go to the sun because you know the sun's the star. Yeah, just like we are. But the problem with the sun is you'll never get. Actually, you can never come back. You never actually get there. You'll burn up before you get there. You make it like. You make it to Mercury, at least. We're all start. We're all stardust in the end. It's all. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, that, that's pretty much all I had. That's had a quick uh, SpaceX update. SpaceX targeting 24, 24 hour turnaround in two thousand nineteen. Oh, I saw for that for its Falcon Nine. So they want to conduct two launches within 24 hours in 2019. And it's pretty crazy because it's not only that they have to reuse the engines, then everything else that goes along with the launch has to be done in 24 hours, like loading it, transporting both shipments, shipments, refueling, the whole thing. That should teach uh, Air Canada how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Air Canada, it is rated the worst airline in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, really? Really? Wow. For customer service and canceling flights and all that stuff. Good job. What is Lucky, lucky Air Canada. you guys. Oh, yes, our, our, go- our, gov- our government subsidized airline is rated the worst in the Western world. Listen listen to this. So I flew Air Canada to go down to BFS and for Mother's Day on the weekend. Yep. Our flight there, they, they call us up and they're like, hey, our tickets were $150. They're like... Hey, so uh, we've overbooked this flight. Yep. Do you guys want to get on the next flight at like three hours from now? We'll give you $400 each. Oh. So I'm like, well, they couldn't get us to our destination. So we had to be like, well, no, we don't want that. Then they're like, okay, okay, okay. $800 each. And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, we still got it. We still have to go to Kelowna. Like we got to get to Kelowna tonight. So no, I can't. And then I was like, I was talking. I was like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> they were about to give me what kind of business model is that? <laughs> I spent three hundred dollars on tickets, and they were about to give me sixteen hundred dollars to get on a flight three hours later. It's because they're trying to buy their way out of the bad press. Every single plane or flight is usually overbooked or canceled, expecting for people to not show up so they get extra money, and then they have a full plane anyway. So that's when people actually show up like your flight then. That's when that happens. They're like, ah, well, that didn't quite work this time around. So yeah. here's the money that we got spare from the last few people. Crazy. Anyways, quick yeah. segue there. Any more space news? No. No, I got nothing I don't either. Have any. Mm, nope. All, all my stuff's on the metaphysical plane right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is the X2 still operational? Yes, it is. Still going? Um, I've got some. I got some cool, some cool new books, but I don't think they're compatible with the X2. And to be honest, uh, they just would look really cool. So there might be they're really cool, like leather bound, like alien books with cool symbols. I posted some of them on Instagram, but um, yeah, probably won't. Uh, probably won't work in the X2. Anyways, let's uh, plug this thing. I'm I'm gonna fire it up right now. And stop. All right. I've got 
Avely Essex CE4 case. Oh, it's a fucking long one. How long am I going to fucking crap <laughs> myself here? All right. Pay that random shit. Jesus. All right. In October 1974, Elaine and John Avis were abducted on the outskirts of their village, which is just outside the greater London boundary in Essex. Es- Essex? Essex. Essex. I have used the generally accepted pseudonym for these witnesses, although their real names are now very much in the public domain. What's the... What's the pseudonym? What's the what's the generally accepted pseudonym? Whatever he wrote in the book. Oh, okay. Well, how do I know that's generally accepted? Anyways, since I have not been able to ascertain whether this was with their permission, I have stuck with the pseudonyms. The couple were returning to their home by car with their three children. Early in the drive, they saw a light in the sky, which they discussed but by which they seem not to have been greatly perturbed. Shortly after this, they drove through a green mist covering the road. When they arrived home, John switched on the television to watch a program he was waiting for, but was amazed to find that the broadcasting had ceased for the night and it was now one o'clock in the morning. They identified a two and a half hour missing time period. Many of the incidents in this case mirror the Betty and Barney Hill abduction in America of the early 1960s. Afterwards, there were recurrent nightmare dreams of being in a room with small alien-type creatures, and these led them to UFO researchers to investigate their case. Under hypnotic regression, the family revealed that they were taken out of their car with a floating sort of sensation. They were led into U- the UFO. There was a medical examination, and later they were led back to the car to go on their way again. There appear to have been some subsequent changes of a spiritual nature to the family, and it has been suggested that John has increased his skills in the artistic areas. It's pretty neat. <laughs> Which type of it is understood that the family also has reported psychic experiences and apparitions. The Avely encounter is acknowledged to be the first British abduction to be explored with the use of hypnotic regression. So it's fucking hipster aliens. <laughs> nice. Picked up the next thing you know, you're... You're down at your local coffee hut shop on your typewriter. <laughs> typewriter. On and doing some finger painting. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome at painting your own pottery. Yeah. <laughs> Can't throw me in clay pot. <laughs> Stupid. Ghost. Could be. Right. That's a good one. Missing time's always fucking nuts. Two hours of missing time, though, but. That's a lot. It's weird. I've got it. I'm already missing an hour of time since we tried to start this podcast. So, what's <laughs> <I say? laughs> yeah. Uh, if you combine up 
every podcast we do, you're about 65 hours of lost time. I would so I would much. say for every podcast you record and listen to, there's probably a good hour, an hour and a half of us doing fuck all. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Every time we're like, we're like, okay, if it's, let's record for seven. I know we're not recording to 830 at least. No, today we started, we are, said record at height. seven and we recorded at eight. It wasn't bad. But today, an hour. you know, it used to be worse though. We're getting better. Surprisingly, oh, it's it's brutal. prep time. There's like there there's prep time in there. Or it's got as, as no. If it's we got did any prep. Better. We drank beer. We drank beer and then kept saying, "If we're gonna," everyone in like a rotation went, "Well, I gotta get another beer if we're gonna sit around." <laughs> oh, I gotta piss now. Why? Well, if you gotta piss, I gotta piss. That is preparation. Though. That's, that's yeah. It's like warming up an old diesel engine. Gotta well, get it running. It's because it's like we're talking about we're, we're talking about demons and shit. So, like, when I talk about that kind of stuff, uh, it's usually a hard topic get, for me. So, I usually have to have at least four or five beers. Uh, I guess that's true. All right. so old Bring enough. on the demons. Yeah, I just I just climbed over the 30 mark. I, like, Excellent. I have to drink more now, it feels like. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, I didn't even wish you happy birthday on our Instagram or anything. But uh, yeah, it's Ryan's same. birthday over the weekend. Ryan is 30. Goddamn 30. Woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. I feel great, though. Gotta say, good work. Yeah, thirty is the new twenty. So that candy, and I got as usually usual for my birthday, just so much candy. <laughs> awesome candy. <laughs> you know what I noticed though in your whole spread, very few McCormick candy bananas. Uh, dare I say zero at all? <laughs> no one bought me a pack. Little yeah, disappointed in that, but I, I made up with the, made up for it with other things. Cannot Wait, be. did we discuss these before? McCormick candy bananas? Are these are they marshmallows or are they like what are these? No, they're like they're hundred percent not real anything. Are they like the ones you get in runts? Did you guys eat runts candy? Is that like those bananas? No, no, those no. Candy those, runts, those runts candies are like powdered sugar hard candies. Yeah, I love those things. Those are not no. <laughs> those are not, those ain't got shit on McCormick candy bananas, marshmallow bananas. What are McCorm- they're marshmallow. That's what I said. They're marshmallow bananas. You right? banana well. Are they, they don't even taste like banana flavored marshmallows. They nah. don't. Even, they don't taste they're, like banana. They're, they're not. They're not that soft. Ew, are they like peanuts? Are they like those circus peanuts? Those things are gross. They kind of look like packing peanuts, actually, a little bit. Yellow packing oh. peanuts. Kind of. Uh, okay. Gross. <laughs> Do you guys have Barney bananas? Barney bananas? Yeah, it's an ice cream. It's like a paddle, like a ice Sorry, cream. Sorry, this is Case File sixty five uh, candy. <laughs> Candy. What the fuck is this Barney banana? He's back. It's Australian. It's um, it's just like your, like your, I don't know, you like a character, like a Tony the Tiger. Well, you no, know, it's it's, it's an icy pot. Like it's a fucking ice, popsicle. ice cream on a stick. Your yeah, popsicle. That's what you guys call them. And it's oh. it's a guy. What do you call them? Wait, yeah. What do you call them? Ice cream. Icy pops. What? I don't know. No, it's ice That's cream ice is cream. soft, and then popsicle is hard. Oh no! Well, this is a soft one. This is soft, like a oh, soft okay. ice cream on a stick. Oh, creamsicle. Sure, oh, no, what? I guess uh-huh. creamsicle. I think of like the orange and the and the vanilla. That's what I think of the creamsicle. You guys have like paddle pops. I guess. No. What's the paddle what are pop? All these fucking weird <laughs> names. It's the same. Like uh, that's another. I'm brand. very curious about those. Case file sixty four. Byron <laughs> says weird names. Losing shit. <laughs> it's the demons inside me <laughs> coming up with weird weird shit. Yeah, you've been possessed. Right. Oh man, the fucking mm. candy anyway, monster. Speak it, he's speaking track. in tongues. You can't understand anything he's saying. <laughs> like, it's definitely a sign of demonic possession. That yeah, is exactly. one of the signs. 
Um, all right, Dan, you want to take us? Uh, you want to lead us down uh, uh, a venture here? Let's uh, let's hit it right. So yeah, we're so we were talking about thinking about talking about talking about demonic possession and exorcisms now most of the people have seen the exorcist i haven't because it's too scary for me but most people know the kind of rituals that go into an exorcism you know you got to call it if you got a case of something you know if there's a spooky ghost in your house you know who to call it's not going to be the ghostbusters but you know you usually call it a catholic priest right yeah. you need the old priest and the young priest and you need to get the holy water out but there's actually a lot of protocols and stuff behind all of the thing for like everything behind it um and it's actually it's all written down and like they've had cases of demonic possession since like early well mid to late 1500s like you can trace it back that far or even farther back if you talk about other kinds of just you know spiritual possession things like that but as far as the the actual church uh catholic church is concerned they didn't actually have a a standardized protocol until the 17th century and they actually established it during the uh uh after the council of trent where they actually all the church rituals were were refined and codified and this was the actual where they had the right of exorcism um they put it together so it's 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 actually interesting in the point that it doesn't it, it it establishes protocol for exercising a demon or or an evil spirit from a person, but it also establishes how to observe the difference between um, somebody with a mental disorder or as if this is a psychological malady as opposed to a spiritual one so they it's not like they go straight to you know it's a, it's it's a demon you know, which i think is pretty interesting quick okay when we talk about demons are we going by a about like a like a christian like a fallen angel cast out with lucifer like demon is that what the demon well, demon is as, as far as this one the exorcism is mostly the deal the catholic church actually identifies kind of demons not only not so much as these you know the hoof demons they got they got goat feet and tails and and spiky little horns on their head but they're these are life forms that don't have a real corporeal form that they're they're formless in in, in our sense and that they don't actually um, occupy space it's so much that they can they so they can influence and and they don't they don't really be it's kind of one of the weird things that they have about the, the demons where they say like they can actually possess a person but they don't actually occupy any space according to the church so they're mm-hmm. more like a there's some type of like light inter, like light being interdimensional being they don't actually have a physical form uh, yeah, you could interpret it that way. Sure, I, I don't think I don't have a place with the thing. Now, do you guys know what the word is? There's an actual word for um, a person who is possessed by a demon or devil. I didn't know this. There's actually a word for it. Do you guys know what it is? No, no, not a clue. Energumen. Energumen. An energumen. 
Yes. And you are human. in it. Hmm. Yes, you are in an and you are in you are an energumen if you are possessed by a uh, devil or demon. Is the actual term for it. I didn't know that. Now what's it's a demigorgon then? A demigorgon. That's on Stranger Things. I know, but like, is that is that part of it? Is that a demon? Is a, dem- a demigorgon a demon? No, uh, I think a demigorgon's a monster. It's not it so much like a demon. Phys- it's got a physical form, yeah. So it's yeah, a demon it's that's taking a physical form. So. Yeah, I don't think it could be closer to. It. I'd have to look it up in the D and D core rulebook, but I don't have huh. that with me right now. <laughs> I, just re- I just relate everything. It's in there to D and D. Yeah, if you oh man, if you go into the demon lore and and. D and D, that that's real fun. That's probably that gets real, and probably way more interesting. <laughs> it probably is actually. <laughs> um, so, anyways, ritualized exorcisms go way way back. But not only did they make the rites and stuff in the 1600s, they actually reviewed them and revised the rite of exorcism uh, in 1999. They actually changed it. They changed some of the the terminology. And they went through all of it, so it's not like the church like let the exorcisms fall by fall by the wayside. I mean, it's kind of neat to see that the the church still believes in it, and they still practice it. There's actually uh, they've seen evidence of the the actually the number of exorcisms is on the rise in the United States. Like uh, right now, I think at this point they've they there's a there's like an a qualified like a qualified priest uh from the catholic church in one for every of the 50 states huh. that's weird weird well and, well and it's so weird because like i wonder like and they must have tests for this and stuff but like i wonder if it's due because a lot of like this you know the southern states and stuff are really religious and then like you know you have people have like you know get diagnosed with schizophrenia or like psychosis, like in their early twenties and stuff. And a lot of them always are like, I'm getting whispers of things, people telling me to do stuff like demons and stuff like that. So I wonder if that's where that comes from. Yeah. More of that. And that's a good point too, because um, there's a lot of kind of in controversy as to trying to define or identify, um, demon demonic possession versus something like a, a psychological disorder such as like uh, multiple personality disorder or they call, what is it Dis- dissociative identity disorder and you, yeah you're saying Dan, the weird. That like in the, the they revised it at the church in their definition you mentioned that there there is a difference between the mental and the spiritual do they talk about what the difference is and how they test or de- define the difference uh they they talk about mostly that it it's being able you have to be sure so there are like there are codes and and protocol for kind of th- they advise like their priests to approach the problem uh with with a actual psychological specialist like to go in there with like a, a therapist or a, a psychologist or somebody in it yep. and not just go in there you, you don't go in right away believing that this is a, a spiritual, a spiritual problem yep yeah you have to go in there and, and at first kind of take everything in and 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 kind of assess the situation and if it looks like it's an actual something that should be solved with the right of exorcism then that's the way you want to go 
And if you want to go that way, that that becomes a that's what where they you would be. The and stuff. Well, yeah, that's what they would identify as a major exorcism. Now there are both minor and major exorcisms, and the difference is that minor exorcisms are for protection. Usually, you invoke the name of Jesus or or God. The power and of Christ are, compels you. The power, the power of, Christ of Christ compels, compels you. you. <laughs> well, minor exorcisms are asking for protection. Those are baptisms and and things like blessing holy water. Mother and then you have things, hell. Yeah. Then the actual major Fuck me, exorcisms. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus. The major Fuck exorcisms me, deal with that shit. <laughs> Dan's just crushing Dan right here, knocking him out with exorcism quotes. What was it? What was the girl's name? An exorcist. Oh, Emily God. Blair. No. Oh, I think of yeah, 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 yeah. Something Linda Blair. Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. Yeah. Because um, Emily Rose is a different one. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, Dan. And the. Yeah, so major exorcisms are driving demons from a person. So the exorcist is a major exorcism. And they can be both the ones where they they possess people and then where they actually inhabit an area or or a house or something like that. That's what they define as like an infestation. And the priests who perform these major exorcisms have to be given permission from a bishop before they do it. Hmm. Which is kind of neat. So it's like you gotta get. What does the bishop? What does he know? Well, bishop's the higher up on the on the god rank. He wears he wears a cooler costume. He's like the level ten paladin, and the other guys are like the level five paladins. Right. Okay. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. And he also has a way cooler cloak and a better staff and hat. It's true. Yeah, he's got higher DPS. Yeah. Yeah. Higher damage. Yeah, exactly. More spells, more magic spells. <laughs> when you hit level twenty, you get the holy hand grenade. It's all, it's all good. Oh. But the weird thing is, is like, do you, exorcisms aren't only isolated. They're not just isolated to Western culture. Like they, they've been around everywhere. In a survey of nearly five hundred societies. Uh, it's been found that more than half of them have beliefs that some type of spirit can possess a human being. Yeah, I did read that. that, Yeah, it's not just related to Christianity. Yeah, yeah, or Catholic, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you had religions like whatever it might be. Voodoo. Yeah. Like, you know, you get the voodoo ones. uh, Even even Taoism in in China, there's a lot of belief in there. the South, like a lot of the Southeast Asian and and Asian religions are extremely big into like spiritual possession. Like a spirit can go in and inhabit a body. I know in in Thailand, that's always kind of a worry, or it used to be that when a child would like when you'd hit your head. And that's why I kind of have a thing about touching people's heads. Is like that's where your spirit resides, and that if you were to disturb it somehow, you get hit in the head or something like that. Um, a, a spirit could get, make its way in and then take control of your body or inhabit your body for some time. That was another thing I never really understood is say, okay, we're humans and we exist here and there's these demons which can like whatever, penetrate through dimensions or through time or whatever they're doing. So how do they, who do they, who do they pick? How do you get, how do you become a target for one of these interdimensional fucking being savages well the there's kind of a 
as far as it goes with the Catholic Church, there's kind of some ambivalence on the, the subject of how people get chosen. Uh, there, there's kind of two ways that they think it can go or it's kind of it's kind of hazy. But the two ways in, in most of the like biblical literature is that either it's God sends since God controls everything, he sends demons to like they, they they can't take control of a person without divine permission so it's like they're sent as a punishment to people but then and then why right. so he how, he's double punishing some people yeah and he's gonna cast him to hell what a fucking asshole well then but then there's the other trick. side the other side believe that it's the work of the devil like it's 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 satan's it's Satan's prerogative to destroy all the works of God so that the demons that are sent out are his work. Not not specifically, you know, not God sending well, that would, punishment. That would make more sense. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right? If he wants to destroy and stuff, it doesn't make sense. God's but like, then I want all these people to worship me. You know what? But fuck that guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're really worried about it, some of the things you might want to avoid are things like necromancy, the use of evil amulets, uh, living a sinful lifestyle, which that, I guess that could be interpreted broadly. Um, also, okay. worshiping false gods, witchcraft, soothsaying, and satanic worship. So those are the things you might want to work out. And and you might want to watch out for witches, because witches can apparently summon demons, too. So I think witches are know. cool. So. <laughs> so if you're cool with the witches, then I'm you cool don't need witches. to worry about it. I mean, we do have a, maybe a demon in the studio sometimes. Sometimes it gets in through the fucking electricity and makes some weird uh, interference here. But If shit happens again in, in this one, I'm done. It's the last you hear of me. Yeah, he's never coming back. <laughs> that one freaked well, me out. Why don't we go through... Because you can look up all things on the internet. This is great. Um, Wiki WikiHow has three <laughs> ways how to exercise your home or dwelling. Exercise the demons. So, uh, method one: uh, you need to know when an exorcism is needed. So, uh, number one, what you need to do is you need to keep an eye out for typical, typically paranormal behavior in your house. Uh, these are some things to look out for. Are Moving or disappearing and reappearing possessions, especially similar objects or the same object. Uh, electronics turning on or off. Ghost footprints, which I have at my parents' house all the time. Strange noises or voices. A feeling like you are not alone ever. Often combined oh, with sad. chills or sudden fear of panic. That's so weird. Imagine, Never alone. Imagine, like you're ta- like you're going to the shit. You're going to take a shit, and it's like I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just and then you're just hearing a strange voice. No, it's, you're not alone, <laughs> man. It's like, uh. Uh, extremely <laughs> hot. Oh, really? Extremely hot or cold places? Hmm. Weird. This fucking room I am in is extremely hot. I had to crack a window. Um, this, this room we're in is a little bit cold, man. The AC is really cranking it's in here. It's delicious. It's awesome. Uh, number two, rule out the obvious causes of otherworldly noises and issues first. Houses, no matter how old, all settle over time, people. Pieces shift and groan. Boards move. Pipes whistle or bang. Older houses do this constantly, and this is not... An exorc- exorcism is not needed. Um, strange orders or smell uh, can come from leaks or trap moisture. 
uh, open windows and uh, and plain <laughs> open windows and plain bad communication are the cause for most missing objects, not spirits. <laughs> where is where are my keys? <laughs> I don't know. Like where did you put them? My house is possessed. Uh, I can't find my keys. <laughs> number three, take an honest appraisal of your own health and stress levels. It says like if you're really stressed or uh, you know your your mental health is going, uh, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, you don't need an ex- exorcism. You need some special help. Um, number four, ignore the alleged spirit as much as possible, not even giving them a passing thought. Dun, dun, dun. If there thought. are spirits, they need to, <laughs> spir- spirits need to feed off your attention. They're little whores. Right. <laughs> uh, Looking to make themselves known. Ignoring them generally keeps them in check if they are actually present. But how fucking stupid are these things? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, like, you know what I mean, Byron? Like, if you go down, if you go down to, you know, your old lady and be like, if she's just ignoring you, do you, do you just leave? And you're like, oh, I know she's trying to ignore me here. No, I annoy the fucking shit yeah. out of her until she responds. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um... Number five, if you are unsure, if you're still unsure after the first four steps, have a religious leader, medium, or psychic examine your home. Um, next, perform the home, performing a home spirit cleansing. Protect yourself by wearing a spiritual talisman, but make sure it's not uh, an evil talisman, or this could, uh, you know, this could be going in the wrong direction. Yeah, backfire. <laughs> Firmly. Ask the spirit to leave, avoiding anger or fear. Try out the Latin rites as well as Ec crucis signum fugint phantasmata conca. Sure Translates exactly as how you say it. yeah. Behold the album of the cr- the album <laughs> of the cross. Let all specters flee. That's cool. Uh, let the spirit know that you mean it no harm but that the physical world is not their place anymore. Uh, assure Hallelujah. Them, assure them <laughs> that the spirit world awaits them, and they will be safer in the spirit world. Remember, spiritual possession is not necessarily evil. Most spirits are simply lost, confused, or still clinging to life, and you just need mm-hmm. to murder them for once and for all. <laughs> um, you can light a sage smudge stick and carry it around the house, waving it in a clockwise motion. Interesting. Uh, Doesn't well, say... Now. I Clockwise no, no the way idea. you're holding on the way they're looking at it. Wait, wait one yeah. second. One on. second here. This is something I got to ask because this comes up a lot. Sage is supposed to be the protector when you're doing like Ouija boards and anything like yeah. this. Why sage? And why does the spirit give a fuck if it's going clockwise or counterclockwise? Where? How do people come up? Where does this come from? Trial and error, mate. They just keep well. Draw if we do it, error. if we go left to right, it doesn't work. You go right to left, it works. Doing figure mm-hmm. rights, figure rights were, n- were aggressive. Too much waving going on. So this is like one. This is just the one thing. Maybe right. there, maybe there is demons and shit, but how, like, why do they care which way is what? Anyways, uh, yeah. ask him. <laughs> He's like, the smoke from dried sage actually changes the ionic composition of the air. Says who? Says mindbodygreen.com. All right, can't argue with them. Demologist. Demologist, um, yep. Where else are we? Um, Step 43. Spread holy Give water. Give us a call and we'll do a Ouija board. Yeah, we'll, we'll set them straight. Yeah. Spread a little holy water. 
This is stupid. Leave kosher salt. <laughs> leave out kosher salt or raw rice. Kosher? It's got to be kosher salt? Yeah, it's got to be blessed by a rabbi. Wait, is all kosher salt blessed by a rabbi? Pretty sure. If it's kosher, it's blessed by a rabbi. Is that what kosher means? Yeah. Yeah. Blessed no like halal. Fuck. That, okay. halal is being I've been naive. I've been naive my whole life. I just was like, yeah, kosher. Yeah, I know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Kosher means blessed? Yeah. For some reason, no. I thought kosher meant like how it was raised or like grown. For some reason, I always oh. thought that's what it meant. But Pretty sure. I'm, like, it makes, no, that does make sense that it ha- it's like part of a religion. So it makes sense that the rabbi would have to do something to it. I get that. But I thought. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, it's like it's it's not blessed, but it's satisfying the requirements of Jew- Jewish law. Okay. So it's. So, but, but it's still, it's, it's still, yeah. it's just, a, it's a religious thing. There's no like yeah. Yeah. scientific well, the how you grow it or anything. Um, the definition, according to Google, is satisfying the requirements of Jewish law. There you go. Yeah, but right what's there. the Jewish law? Okay, so okay, kosher meat must come from an animal that that chews its cud and has split hooves. So cows, sheep, goats uh, are kosher. Rabbits, kangaroos, and foxes are not. Sorry, Byron. No kangaroo. Man, kangaroo's not too bad, actually. Kangaroo is absolutely delicious. They're bloody missing out. Sorry, Jews. Uh, kosher fowl are identified by a universally accepted tradition and include domesticated species of chickens, Cornish hens, ducks, geese, and turkeys. Hmm. Um, so, and you cannot eat any predatory or scavenger birds. That's pretty much it. Uh, all all utensils used how, in slaughtering, cleaning, preparing, and pumping. How the fuck do the demons know? And what does that have to do? How do you make <laughs> kosher salt? Salt doesn't have split hooves, Dan. Uh, if you're see. about to tell me salt comes um, from animals, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose kosher it. Salt, uh, keep going. How is kosher salt kosher? It's uh, kosher salt. Salt is a naturally occurring <laughs> Naturally occurring. That's what I mean. Kosher salt is a coarse grain salt made from the salt crystals. It is usually not um, iodized, but some brands may contain an anti-caking agent. It's got nothing in here to do... So what do. happened? Was the rabbi fucking just cast a spell and it's no, kosher? No, In here, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just someone's using you think, it. You, you think... A, uh, you like, think... Like a rabbi goes into like a rice factory and just says kind of like a blanket prayer when it opens. He's like, all rice from here is blessed. (laughs) For the next three years, it's good to go. Possibly. He's got to come back every three years. (laughs) Hey, I'm not bashing religion, but if you are religious and you believe stuff like this, you should just question why you believe it. That's all I'm saying. Like, why why does this rabbi have the power to make this kosher and no one else can? And what's kosher in the first place? Yeah, he's no different than you. Maybe he's had some education, some study to find out to what makes true it kosher. Laws. Yeah, I just, it just I don't and know. through that he's no had any that. any salt can be kosher if it's produced under kosher guidelines, like kosher supervision. So 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 no blessing needed. Something, yeah, but it's not because of Jewish dietary guidelines that kosher salt got its name. Kosher salt's original purpose was to kosher meat. We need to remove blood from meat. Oh, okay. So that's what they use it for. Koshering is to remove. Yeah, any meat that doesn't have blood in it. Like you, your meat can't have blood in it. So that's what makes its culture. I forgot. That's what, that's what makes that that makes what? more sense. So that's why it's that really coarse salt is to draw that yeah, so stuff out and they scrape it, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so the kosher salt is for koshering. 
That's what it is. Oh. I see. Okay. But how do the demons... Yeah, what do the demons What care? is it for in demons? Oh, it's because it's like absorbing? Maybe. It's, I, it's, it's ionizing. Wait, I got, I, got, I got another beef here. Sodium ions, man. Here's another beef. You know how they say when like, if you want to like keep out evil spirits and shit, you're supposed to put salt on the window? Yeah. But now you're putting salt on the meat. But then the demons still come through. Like, what's what's going on here? What's, the salt's got to be no, good keep, or bad. It, it pulls it pulls the demons out of the meat. <laughs> Had the demons Wait. get in the meat? <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, like, all de- salt, salt, demons are in salt all the protects meat. Protects against demons, so if you salt your meat, you're protecting against demons. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, sure. Salt your meat? Are you talking about? Byron's and you may, down and low. it makes I don't it why. So <laughs> you, what are you up to on your own? Leaves the, po- leaves the podcast for a couple good. months and fucking <laughs> who knows what he's up to. Just make sure. Anyways, we're, we're going on a huge. T- I'm just like, yeah. you know us in religion. We, we, ask, questions. we, ask, we ask questions, and this is one. We of ask the you hard know, questions. Going back, going back to the steps, though, I am happy to see that they're actually asking you to question it and just make sure that oh, it's not the the old bloody plumbing squeaking around and whistling and whatever that they're actually making you think before jumping to conclusions do some investigation and make sure that you're not just going a little bit bonkers before you have one of these exorcisms like i'm about to tell you that goes awry and someone dies make sure this person is actually possessed yeah yeah it's good like a lot of this stuff especially when you know you get down the religious path people can just go crazy with it and then just go no has to be demons blah 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 let's go let's start bloody bathing this house in holy water or whatnot so it's good to see that they're actually telling you to eh, maybe think before you start salting your house yeah and if exorcism doesn't work if the holy rites don't work it has been actually shown um or at least in 1924 dr carl wicklin this guy was a practicing he was a real practicing psychologist in L.A., and he published a book called 30 Years Among the Dead. And in, in this book, he documented verbatim conversations with spirits that he had using his wife as a medium. And in one case, he actually he actually said that uh, said and recorded that they used electroshock therapy to dislodge the malevolent spirit, to move the spirit out of the patient so that his wife could medium between it and they actually managed to calm the spirit like they said like the spirit was this this certain spirit was a spirit of like an alcoholic and had taken control of this patient or possessed this patient and made them like consume alcohol so turned them into the demon was an alcoholic alcoholic. yes the demon was an alcoholic what was the it was the spirit of a (laughs) we'll get you some electroshock therapy clear right up (laughs) There's, you know, just jam a fork into a uh, into a light socket. No, no, I got, I got, we got one of those right portable out. jump starters. Oh, one of the defib. Yeah, yeah just hit just him with fucking, defib. Yeah, you just <laughs> put them on your nips. Put them on your <laughs> nips. The nipples. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll turn it on real quick. Okay, I got a, I got an exorcism story. All right. Um, 1973, 23 year old German, Annalise Elizabeth, Michael or Michelle, Michel. Underwent a Catholic exorcism that would eventually lead to her death a year later from malnutrition and dehydration. The priests responsible for the exorcism and Annalise's parents were found guilty of neglect, negligent, negligent homicide. Damn right. At 16, 
At 16, Annalise was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. In 1970, she suffered a seizure and was prescribed medication. Soon after, she began complaining of seeing devil faces and hearing voices telling her she was damned and would rot in hell. As soon as I read that, I, I, I just got a really image, vivid image of David Putty from Seinfeld with his devil makeup going, <laughs> The devils! Devils! Go devils! We'll beat anyone! The devils! <laughs> yeah! Um, Annalise then began, began self-harming. She drank her own urine. Eight insects. Well, she sounds like Bear Grylls. And still an electric as w- taste. As well as showing aggression. A priest said she was possessed by a demon. After her first exorcism in 1975, her parents stopped medical treatment. After 67 sessions over 10 months, Annalise died, having been in a semi-starvation state for a year and unable to move from broken legs. Because they're trying to beat the so, demon out of her? I think so, yeah. But like to me, like 16, like so she was normal, 16, 17, 8, like they say what? 18 to 25 is when like fucking mental illness really sets hold if it's if you're going to get it. So that's a lot like that's sure. that's usually like early adulthood depression is like around that time if you're going to get yeah. it. Yeah. That's so fucking weird, man. That's one thing they never taught us in school. Like, hey, some of you guys when you're about 18, you just might fucking drop off the deep end. You're just something's <laughs> wrong with your brain. Yeah. That's <laughs> It's very true. Like I know from my school, I had like a small school, two people in my year level kept themselves 18. Yeah, they don't really... Uh... And that's the thing, like a lot of these, ta- I was like, a few of the readings I found, was, they were talking about epilepsy a fair bit popped up with these old demon things, so... Well, yeah, that like the, the scientific thing for like possession when you see those people like that are like chained to the bed, but their back is arched and they're like almost breaking through their chains yeah. and shit or their restraints. And they're just going crazy and they're screaming and their neck's going all crazy. That's like a fucking seizure. Yeah. And then- well, I've got a, I've got another story about possession here, but this one's from a, um, this one's back from the 1920s actually. And this one took place in China, uh, near Shanghai. China. Um, yeah, China. this one was observed by uh, Peter Goyart, which is actually he's actually a, a he's a pretty well known Russian author. Uh, a lot of his uh, he wrote in Russian, but a lot of his stuff is only published in English. And he has got a bunch of books about. Um, he lived a long time, like he left Russia to go live in the the East and Southeast Asia, and he had one where he observed an actual Taoist exorcism. Um, Apparently, like, a farmer had become possessed by what they identified as two spirits. And they took him to a monastery uh, a little ways outside of Shanghai. And there they, they put him on the bed to, you know, practice the rite of exorcism. So the abbot there invoked the Shang-Ti, which is the supreme god of Taoism. And he commanded the spirits to leave. And that's and then shit started to get real. So this guy said that the man cursed at the abbot in a voice that was not his own. It sounded shrill, mechanical, like a parrot trying to talk. And Oh, that's so he... fucking creepy, man. Parrots are so creepy when they talk. <laughs> and then he says, in quote, in unutterable horror, 
the man's body began to swell and all manner of excretions and effluvia left his body. So all this gross stuff started coming out of like every hole, basically. The guy swelled up like a giant balloon is what they're saying. Like it just like, it's how he described it. Is this dude like just started all his skin and stuff just started swelling up and shit started just like spraying out everywhere, I guess. Like Charlie couldn't like have been too. Violet started turning violet. Yeah, and then, you know, and probably black goo, like, spraying out everywhere. Yeah, that was pretty close. That's what I imagine it's like. Minus the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> but it wasn't even done. So after after that happened, this guy, uh, his body went, went became completely still. And it began, they said they had him in an iron bed. Uh, an iron bed and his body began to actually weigh down in the middle of the bed like they watched the bed like bend inwards and down as this guy's body just seemed to be getting heavier and they actually had men present who tried to lift them but they couldn't move him like the guy was too heavy but he looked he still looked like his normal body size and then suddenly it just went back to normal like the the bed just went back to his like it just Sprung back came back up. and he was in the white again. Right? And then it even got worse after that. So after he got back his normal weight, the, the abbot began to command the spirits to get out. And the man cursed the, the person who was being possessed. Uh, he cursed the abbot one more time in the same voice saying that he would pay for his life. That he cursed the abbot and told him that this, this wasn't over and that you're going to pay with your life. For doing this. And then the man collapsed. And then he regained consciousness. And he asked where he was. Like he had no idea what had happened. He had no memory of anything that had happened. In the recent. Uh, in the recent past. And the abbot was completely exhausted. And had to be helped away to go rest. Huh. It's nuts. Like this stuff is. Interesting. This stuff is crazy. Like it's. It's it's too it's too widespread, I think, like this demonic position stuff to be just like just mental things. Because I mean there are ways like there are ways to tell the difference. There there are significant differences between multiple personality disorder, because that's usually what you would think it would be, like when people are, are talking in a different voice or you know, their their behavior suddenly changes from one thing to another, which is usually a sign of possession. And usually people are quick to write that off, um, like a demonic possession, to write it off as multiple personality disorder. But the difference is that people who have multiple personality disorder, uh, more, like most often, they're unaware of the other personas. Like they don't know that they're there. It's like a whole They don't know when they come out. Brain. Exactly. It's a it's a whole nother fragment of their personality, but the person isn't aware of it. But possession, most of the people who are uh, or admitted victims of possession say are are aware that they're being controlled, like or they have some sort of sense that they're they're there's something there's voices something they're trying to take over some, and control them. Right. There's some there's some sort of influence on them. They're aware of it. And, and there's like those cases where they, like, they start like speaking Latin stuff with no prior knowledge or exposure to the language. Exactly. That's one of the that's one of the ways 
uh, they define as being a definite sign or at least a, a very good sign that it's a demonic possession is being able to speak in a different language or, or in a completely different voice that this person has never done before or they've never studied a previous language yeah. like Latin and they they just start speaking it fluently. That's one way you could go ahead and you could chalk that one up to be like, yeah, we're gonna need an old priest and a young priest right now. <laughs> There's not a lot of videos though either of exorcism. There's like the one that I could find that's kind of cool is like it's a it's like a Muslim exorcism, and uh, they're sitting around and they're sitting around this guy and this this there's like a priest or someone like doing a prayer on him, and he's like getting more serious, more serious. And there's like a room, and all of a sudden this guy in the back kind of just like shakes a little bit, and then just starts going buck wild, attacking everyone in the room. And then they're like they're like trying to grab this guy and uh, like. Um, hold him down while the priest like moves over to him and then it's like it's like oh um, a demon hiding was hiding in a different body hmm but like it, it looks weird and it's like but i'm like i just don't know how like for something that's so widespread there's so little like video yeah there's not a lot of documentation like i, I mean there's plenty of written stuff down there. i mean there's a lot of actual published books by by psychiat like well-known psychiatrists or people who have studied uh exorcism cases um at least in the last century i i think i think the the actual like interest in demonic possessions like an actual scientific interest or or empirical interest started around like the early 19 early no late 1800s around when like spiritualism got big like when spirit mediums and stuff like that i know houdini and like those people were really into it and that's when it really started getting big and when people kind of i think people started to take it kind of seriously when when it started popping up yeah like maybe there is something going on with it maybe it's not all mental or whatever but when people's like when people say demonic and they they start that's always like a religious thing right like it's always like angels and demons but then if there's thousands of religions right like like it's gotta be it's something more than just like it's not just god and the devil maybe like i like to think of it more of like like you know the kind of freddie silverway is there's just like different frequencies of a whole bunch of different maybe maybe a whole bunch of different reality like the multiverse maybe or something like that and everything yeah. operates on a different frequency and maybe like there is beings that are higher dimensional and operate at higher frequencies yeah. that can like like you know what i mean like pop into our plane or yeah. if they can start maybe they can, can control people now like we, t- we talked about last time is like dna is actually just information you can upload information to it maybe it's something more more to do with like a simulation thing and we're just you know some of these people are being possessed or just fucking either bad programming or they're actually being like controlled from a different like a different source they're being they're being hacked hacked yeah <laughs> i'm in <laughs> i don't cuz i just when it's just angels I mean. and demons because i'm not religious at all i believe i believe there maybe was a creator and then all religions spawned off of some central event but when people say it's like no matter what religion you're talking about their creators or their gods like demonics widespread so it can't just be like it's not just a christian or catholic thing 
Yeah. It's like a global thing, yeah. a global phenomenon that's probably not necessarily religious at all. It's probably just like from the dawn of the universe, this has been going on. That's kind of yeah. what I think. Because like when it's, religion is just like, there's too many and everyone thinks they're right. So obviously many, pretty much everyone's wrong, really. Could you ha- imagine how messed up a T-Rex possessed by a demon not just possessing people actually just possessing fucking maybe, that, maybe that's maybe that's the theory of when like you know like a bear like gets a taste of blood and it goes on a fucking man killing spree kills like seven eight yeah, people yeah you get those that's what they had that, that's what they bear. thought those um the lions they had those two li- yeah there's two lions yeah and there's two many lions that like killed the they like halted the the construction of a railway in Africa. You know, what, I just, for a while. I'm just debunking myself right uh, now because I know, like, sweet dogs that are like nice to everyone, and all of a sudden just snap and maul someone for no reason. Then, then I mm-hmm. think though that that's just like the way of the wild. If you find easy meat when you're a predator, like humans are pretty easy meat, really. Yeah. If you're not armed, you just get into that yeah. mode and just fucking start eating people. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I go ahead and subscribe to the idea that. Uh, uh, I like the D and D. I like the D and D demons. <laughs> it's pretty much like they can't. Um, they can only manifest themselves like like full fledged demons can only manifest themselves about every one hundred years. And if you kill them, they come. Ba- you can't actually kill them. You just kind of banish them. You can destroy their physical form, and then they come back, or they have at least a chance to come. They can't come back to the the plane that we're on now like they can't come back to the material plane for a hundred years at least a hundred years for, to our, they can't come back to our frequency right they're banished away. so they got yeah, they've they, been dropped up or down in the fucking chain and they can't make there's their way nine, back there's nine there. hells right there's nine hells and they go back to a specific one and each one is rolled, ruled over by a different demon lord and they're all constantly fighting each other <laughs> <laughs> makes you know what so they, it's a cooler story that's what it if the if the demons did if the demons actually managed to unite as one in a single cause, like they would overrun the material plane and destroy the entire universe. But the fact that they're all like terrible, terrible, ambitious assholes and trying to kill each other all the time ambitious. keeps them in check. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. I think that's I like that one. Yeah, that's a good theory. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got for demons, or possession, or exorcisms? Um, that's pretty much all I had. I had the one good one, and then the how to do it. The how to yeah, wiki how wiki how to do it <laughs> yourself. Well, to uh go on the flip side of it, talk about angels. The good and evil. Uh, did you guys hear about the Northern Michigan couple, the fire chief that caught an angel on his security camera? Nope. Uh, Oh, you show me the picture of it. Yeah. So a man, let me just double check here in uh, northern Michigan caught, uh, I think it was just last week or Tuesday, just no, today's Tuesday, last Tuesday, um, fire chief Glenn Thorman on his uh, home's motion sensor camera actually caught a, what he thought captured a miracle of a spiritual being and uh it was a as they saw and have the photo they believe it was an angel hovering over the pickup truck um and then like the next capture of it there's not an actual video it's just like a snapshot so i don't know whether he personally took screenshots or, or was whether like a timer or, something. or was a timer and took photos and then the next photo is a 
of this angel, very again, very similar shape again, flying off now and or leaving. So his wife believes and he believes that it was an angel and that it, the house there was a sign that the house looks, is blessed and looked over. It looks and, fucking terrifying. You know what it looks it, like? If anyone's a familiar of the franchise Diablo, it looks like Tyriel, the Archangel of Justice, or whatever it is. It has the fucking wings and the armor. It looks like he looks fucking badass. It looks like he's holding a sword in his left hand. Yeah, what's the, <laughs> what's that? What's Tyriel's sword in Diablo? It's fucking Andruin or something shit like that. It looks like it looks like they took a screenshot from Diablo. To me, when I first seen it, it looks like they took a screenshot of Tyriel from Diablo. That's exactly what Ron said. And fucking put it onto this picture and like just. Like pixelated it so you can't quite tell exactly what it is. But so it looks bad. I don't know. I don't know how many <laughs> angels actually carry swords because I'm like I'm pretty sure like the only one who's really got one is Michael. Like he's the only one who's got the the flaming sword. I don't know how many others. Ones have you not played have Diablo? Are they all the fucking arch, archangels have fucking weapons. <laughs> um, there's a great. I'm watching this video on this site and like the number one comment it, it's and I'm gonna do this in an accent. That's a fucking moth. <laughs> Mate, you're fucking tripping. It's a moth. Goddamn moth. Yeah. So Mothman. you've got yeah. Some people were commenting saying it's definitely an angel and like the believers. And then of course you've always got your know your naysayers. And the common one is a moth. And look, you know, I would say that it is a very blurry moth that's going quick, but you can't really see a head on the picture and like that. But have a look, Northern well, Michigan. It's definitely a cool photo. But yeah. like, why do they think that's a fucking angel? Like, what did it do? Because he played, Ed, Ed bless the house. It, it says he's a fire chief. He's a hero, mate. He's looking after the town. And no, stuff. it's because he played Diablo when he was in college. <laughs> and this happened. This picture happened. He just put it on the internet. Just like, I bet you the people believe this is a fucking angel because it looks like fucking material. Solid. No, but having said that, if there is. Say, because like obviously in this world there is a good and evil like sense, right? You can matter like depending on what culture you're raised in and how you're raised, you can you feel a good, good cop, and evil. You always feel like good and evil like in every situation. Yeah, like, and usually most of the time, good always prevails. But there's always a time where like some shit happens that's like that should not happen ever, but yet yeah. it does. So like if there is like a a set like a, a origin force of good and evil. And you can classify them as, say, angels and demons. Maybe they do have like a little bit of influence in this plane, but it's not from the Bible or from any type of religious scripture. It's from a central, like the origin. I think. Well, I think you could you could chalk it up to the idea, like you said, they could be some sort of um, interdimensional beings. Like these things are, I would say, like almost like parasites or something like that because like they like they said in the even in the wiki how but i've, I've oh, heard it through interdimensional parasites i like that way better <laughs> honestly way better cracked it there's par- um, like there's parasites on earth why wouldn't there be like you know it's like it's, right. like a, it's a fractal universe right oh i like that theory a lot right but it's like it i mean when you think about it they they say okay the best way is to ignore them they 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 thrive off of your attention. Well, that's almost kind of like quantum theory, where like things like change, and like uh, when you think about it, when something's observed, yeah, the behavior changes. So maybe it's something like that that your your attention, your concentration, your consciousness, when you constant when you 
pay attention to something you give something your you know your your mental energy that feeds it you know and maybe there are certain maybe there are certain organisms or or whatever these beans they feed on that negative energy and i know i i've i've had other there are other people who talk about this i know there's plenty of books and literature out there about uh with theories of of beans that uh, I, I mean, there's one, one of the common ones is like the tulpa, which is like a, it's a, like a, t- a type of demon or spirit uh, from, I think, I'm pretty sure Tibetan mythology where it, it pretty much, it feeds on fear and whatever you fear most and whatever you think about, it becomes that. So it's kind of like, uh, kind of like it from, if you've read the book, Stephen King, if you read the Stephen King book, it. Yeah. It's kind of like that, like every worst fear that you have, whether it's a giant spider or it's a, a werewolf or it's it's anything like yeah. the tulpa becomes the form. It takes the form of whatever you fear most and it feeds on that fear. So the more you fear it, the more that you uh, you you feed into it, the, the stronger it gets, the more the more influence it can exert over the physical realm or or you or, or people's minds or things like that. It's cool. Yeah. So I think that's kind of has something with to do with that. Uh, that kind of fee that kind of fits in here is the idea that these these beans, whether I think like they're if they're parasites or something, they feed on that attention. So you kind of have to ignore them to kind of starve them of it, so they become weaker. Like you just kind of put it in the back of your head. But then again, like some people, I know there have been at least a couple cases like poltergeists and and things like that. There's multiple accounts where people try to ignore it and it doesn't work. Right. So Wait, it's, know, pro- that, it's probably like it's probably like anything is there's no one hundred percent solution. Yeah. Burn the house down. That. Yeah, just fucking move. Burn your house <laughs> Burn down. Burn the house down. Simple. Yeah, hmm. get rid of them. Fire kills everything, right? It's a form of energy, I would say it would work. Yeah. Electro- electroshock therapy seems to work, so yeah. yeah. Fire could work too. Yeah, fire just maybe a little more uh extreme results <laughs> what's yeah i'm thinking about like remember what's that like mold spore that like infects ants and then like oh, turns them uh, into zombies and shit oh uh, they're right. cordyceps. cordyceps cordyceps like some sort of interdimensional parasite that affects your like your mental wavelength yeah Maybe. who are we yeah, to tell what's right and what's not it very well be I know plenty of people have had. I, I, there's probably at least a few listeners out there, a few fans that have had their share of experiences with this kind of stuff. Sudden personality changes, things like that. And, and the weird thing is, it's like you can't say that that exorcism doesn't work. I mean, uh, a, a bunch of the uh, I've read a bunch of articles from uh, academic journals and things like that that have done studies on this stuff. And the, like when mental patients are treated with an exorcism most of the time it works like a majority of the time a good majority of the time it works like the the patient feels better afterwards and whether that has to do with like the actual right of of exorcism working or perhaps it just puts their mind at ease and makes them think it's who to tell but they feel better afterwards so i mean that's the important thing is just doing that (laughs) <laughs> well, I, and that I think in that case, it's just like when they do like tests of drugs. There's always a placebo effect. If you believe that what you're taking will fix you, 
yeah. the power of that placebo is like surprisingly strong. So if you are like, if you believe that you are maybe affected by a spirit and then someone like does an exorcism and you believe that's helping you, maybe that's that same kind of thing. Like you're, you just yeah. believe it and then you can cure yourself or whatever you're thinking. And that ties back to the whole mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Mind is a powerful thing. Super powerful. And if you were talking about like, if it's actually the quantum thing, if like, if you don't actually think, think it, maybe it doesn't exist but if you start if you start getting that like thought in your mind like maybe I, maybe it is a demon maybe i'm possessed and then you like just let your subconscious take over and then like oh i'm possessed and you start screaming in tongue or whatever you're doing <laughs> start you learn latin out of nowhere you just yeah. well you know I, I honestly i don't really believe that these people are really screaming latin they might scream a latin phrase or two is what i think and that is something like you, your mind rem- can remember remembers everything, you can just never recall it on the spot, mm. right? So maybe like there's. But a- if it's if we talked about like information being ingrained in your DNA, and then you had an ancestor that knew Latin, yeah, and you're just like Assassin's you're, you're like oh just like, like Assassin's Creed, Byron fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, ah, fuck it. That is, a, I still think Assassin's Creed's a stupid idea. <laughs> Okay, you, think you guys so talk stupid. about that, and we're gonna. I, I go, don't. I, I just really want to play as the assassin man. I don't want to play as a stupid, whatever ancestor that's running around with his messenger backpack and fucking Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nikes. That's why. That's why I can't play that game. That's why I can't fucking get in those games. Uh, Hate them. So uh, angry. That's hilarious. Let's, uh, let's start wrapping this one up here. Um, yeah, the demons have been exercised. You have exercised you, you have the knowledge. You have the knowledge to take care of this by yourself. So, you know, we still I we wanted to mix this one with the false god theory, but we think we're gonna do that one alone because that one gets way more interesting. I think maybe next time we'll do false god. Yep. Um, Whatever, man. Let's go into some, some new podcast reviews. What? Uh, what? Oh, new oh. podcast reviews. I thought, I thought you meant uh, like reviews of other podcasts. Okay. <laughs> Let me review some other podcasts. <laughs> new segment we're going on. <laughs> okay, podcast right. reviews of our um, show. Have you got them? Because Zell's gone. Yeah, I got some. This one's from Monkey Works, Australia. That a boy? Oh, go. Best. Actually, uh, best by miles, entertaining and educational. These guys sink. These guys sink teenies. These guys sink teenies while exploding your mind with information. Do you want me to have a crack at that or? Yeah. What does teenies mean? I I can't. I I don't have that in front of my face, but um, these guys are great. What they do is they sink teenies, e.g. Your tin can. Oh, tinny. Tinny. Uh, Sinking tinnies and blowing your mind. Thank, Wait, thank is this guy me. really from Australia? Because he says Best Buy Miles. Don't you guys use kilometers? Yeah. Oh, it's a saying. It's an old school saying because uh, we realized that are you really the metric Australia? system is better. <laughs> so that's why we changed. And we like Imperial. What a waste of time. How confusing. <laughs> so that's why we went um, with the metric system. But yeah. Best by Mars. 
do yourself a favor and abs- and subscribe. I'm back. Ten stars out of five. Oh wow. Um, like beyond. This one's just a bunch of emojis. Uh, the little <laughs> the little prayer, a thumbs up, and a hundred by Tessie from the U.S. of A. Digging it. One hundred man. Shout out from the from UTK. Your what's podcast it? is getting me through finals. Um, what's you? What's UTK? What is UTK? Shout out from UTK. I don't know. The University of something. Kentucky. The University of. University no of. What about University of the Clan? Oh wow. <laughs> I, was say I, Kentucky. I don't know. I don't know. What, I'm gonna type UTK. Have in. Nice states. University of Tennessee. I said Knoxville. Tennessee. I said, what? Uh, Byron, Knoxville? Byron nailed it. Oh, yeah. Tennessee, Knoxville. Um, Knoxville, yeah. That's what I said. That one. Best out there by Banana329 from the USA. Just listen to all of the podcasts in about two wow. weeks. Wow. Now that I have job. no more, I've been looking for similar podcasts to pass the time. And it's impossible. Nothing compares. Nothing compares, compares to you. Nothing compares. Um, Nothing compares. Uh, these guys are a great laugh and really make my mind boggle. Y'all are awesome, excluding Mr. Conspiracy. Of course. <laughs> but keep it up, y'all. Love all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I thought Mr. Conspiracy, uh, you know... He did pretty good last time. He actually brought a lot of stuff. He brought some stuff. He had some topics. Yeah. Start, started some conversation. It was all right. <laughs> He's evolving. <laughs> right. He's learning. I'll uh, I'll read one more. These guys are recalculous. Oh, what? Um, by AFH from the USA. I am smitten. I am in deep smit. Totally <laughs> obsessed with this podcast. This true. <laughs> this crew does a great job of keeping things funny and educational. <laughs> edutainment at its finest. Edutainment. <laughs> I don't know about educational. <laughs> this is this is great. In the words of Doctor Ian Malcolm. Oh, hold on, hold on. I, maybe I can do this. <laughs> you can. Do it. I'm trying to figure out how to read this. You can do it. Okay, I'll, this is going to be my best Jeff Goldroom, Ian Malcolm, to read this next part. Okay. In the word of Dr. Ian Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, that's, uh, oh, how it, it's, oh, how, it's, it's how it always, it, it always starts. Was that good? You didn't, <laughs> you so didn't good. finish it. I read the it whole thing. So no, then it goes, then there's running and, um. Screen. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I, I thought that was a different sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, that's, that's, that's how it, it, it starts. It's a walking. Uh, uh, then, then later, uh, later the, the running and um, screaming. <laughs> God damn it! That's so good. We love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I love him. I do a better Christopher walk, and I started slipping into a Christopher walk. Yeah, you kind of went in between. Yeah. You did slow a little bit. He did walk I'll do maybe I'll do this this I'll do one more and I'll do it all Christopher Walken. Okay. Addicted by Granny from the USA. I found you guys last <laughs> week 
and I've been listening non-stop at work, you guys <laughs> have a, a great dynamic, and the podcast is very, very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> good it's great steve steve walkings or thanks thanks granny christopher walkins christopher um, that's all that's all the i'm not gonna read any more of those no <laughs> that's good good for this week good. um zell let's get into your prolapser of the week please prolapser of the oh. week all right well please. we have uh Something something new for us. What a legend. Something yeah, new he, for us this year. I, I, I like say, props. This is he's, uh he's infamous. Balls on this guy. Right, well, well he's a lifer. I gotta say that. He's a lifer. He's a lifelong oh, yeah. so now. He can't take well, it back. Is he is he a lifer? <laughs> well <laughs> Hey, if anyone does this to their body, you're a lifer. You're a lifer. And well. we don't recommend doing it. Well, not something no. like everyone should go do this. However, this man, Doug Champagne, is the first guy that we've seen a picture of at least that got our logo tattooed on his arm. Well, <laughs> kind of. I'm just gonna be the, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. Uh, it's Doug close. Cha- hey, Doug Champagne is the prolapse of the week for the it's, effort. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's close. It's. I'm gonna. I'll say it's this. Really it's close. Real close. But. but yeah. But. If, if, you, if you're going, <laughs> if you're going to do that, then just like anything, especially when it comes to tattoos, do some research. Yeah. Be 100. percent Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if that's what you want, if that Doug Champagne, like, it looks good. It looks great. Oh, it is. It's but great. If, like, well, I'm not knocking I'm just, it. Like, it's, I'm not knocking I, it, but if I'm just saying that if you're going yeah, for our logo, that's a, it's a little off. This, you, you got about 80% there. Let's say 80%. I'll break it down. I'll break it's it pretty down. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll break say, it down I'll people. tell you this. I'll say you've added about 80%. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and then, yeah, okay, Zelly, break it down. Break it down. Then we'll, then we'll break it down. Describe it. All right, so Mr. Doug Champagne, we you like the podcast and you got a tattoo, which is awesome. Like, good on that's you. like the ultimate form of like what like pretty great. I'm, it's like flattered. when people get Metallica yeah, tattooed it's, it's on their flattery. face. It's flattery. They love Metallica. So you, you must love ATT, and that's awesome with us. However, what we normally say is keep those eyes on the skies, and the logo doesn't usually have this extra little couple extra things on it maybe you want maybe you didn't want to copy because you were afraid of plagiarism i'm not sure but that. yeah he, he on doug's tattoo it says keep those eyes in the skies no in the sky just sky oh in the sky keep those eyes in the sky which is it's right close he's got it's it close. you His know what sentiment is the I same will, this is this is i'm gonna pretend i'm doug this is what's happened here <laughs> Doug listened to the moon landing where I was meat draw drunk, and yep. I probably said, "Keep those eye in the sky." Probably. Yes, this is very this is very likely. 
and him laughed along with the podcast. He got meat draw drunk, and he was looking at our logo with one eye. And then he tried to redraw it in his mind at the tattoo artist because his cell phone died. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> tried to call it from memory. Yes. Anyways, I we love it. Like we're like like you know we like we we like to have a laugh. And, uh, we love you though. That's a awesome, awesome. Looks great. It's close. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's cool. It's the first one. It's the first one someone's got. We do not support, like, don't go put these up, like, don't get tattoos, obviously. Get, make sure you really decide what you want. But if you, you get know a what? If you get a you tattoo what, of Doug? ATT. No, no, no. I'm changing my mind. You know what we're doing? For the whole month of June, that is our logo. We're changing the logo for Doug. For Doug. For Doug, the logo from now on in June is that. For the month of June, it, our logo is Doug's logo. And it's not even, we're not even going to crop that. We're just going to put Doug's arm as our logo. Okay. Just <laughs> Doug's arm is now the logo of the show. Yeah. And our new tagline is keep those eyes in the sky. We got your back, Doug. Doug, you're the man. You're the man, brother. We got love you. you. We got you, bro. We're on uh, it. It was, it, was, it was pretty funny when it got pointed out we were all taking a look. Because, yeah, you know, we're all like, we're all, everyone's flattered. We're all very flattered. But then we're all like, Tip and toe. Well, I mean, if he's if you're Doug, if you're happy about it, man, that's all that matters. We're happy, all that you know? and we're happy about it too. We we oh, like it. It's, I'm impressed. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised surprised if Doug got that tattoo like that on purpose, just so we, we would make fun of it, not make fun of it, but oh. talk about it. He's well, probably like, I'll, I'll get these guys good. I'm gonna make that tattoo just a little bit, a little bit off. Yeah. I'm gonna get them talking about me. Fuck yeah! Well done. Well done. Mm. Was it in Thailand? Yeah. Same, same, but different. Mission accomplished. I don't know where he got it done, actually. I don't know where he's from. Does it say where he's from? Oh, Doug guys. Cham- Doug Champagne, where are you from? Let's. I, I actually did want to get uh, ATT tattoo. I wanted to get a little one of just our symbol. Not that symbol. Not Doug's symbol, our symbol. <laughs> Doug, Doug is from, I'm not going to say the city, but he's from Massachusetts. So he's, Massachusetts. he's, he's northeast somewhere. Yeah. Well, Doug, come to, come to Alien Con and maybe we'll get matching ones. Fuck yeah. All right, any uh, any other news or anything? Yes, I get quiv- give a quick shout out to our uh, our newest patrons. Oh yeah, we got uh, Matt Wilson upgraded, one to five. Oh nice, good job, our boy Matt. Jack, Ocelot. Keeping the pledge. Ocelot, or Ocelot. Shannon Crawford went up. Katie Parker pledged a dollar. Jeremy Stair, also pledged. And Woo. those are those are it since the last episode. You guys are champions. Get all that extra Thanks, guys. Thank content. You. Getting in there. We're doing it. We're just uh, smashing that content into your faces now. Yeah. I have so much content, you won't know what to do with yeah. it. Kind of feels like uh, <laughs> quantity over quality with this one. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, anything else? Can we wrap it up? That's uh, it. I think going, we're going to go after hours here for a bit. Uh, as always, keep those eyes on in the sky. In the sky. <laughs> Woo! Woo!